Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is true and directly applicable to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Does Isaiah 58 verses 13 through 14 mean that we cannot have any pleasure on the Sabbath? Isaiah 58 If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of Yahweh honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in Yahweh, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. It appears rather clear, doesn't it? We are not to do our own pleasure on the Sabbath, playing Monopoly with the kids, going for a walk with your wife, playing with your dog, or doing anything pleasurable outside of biblical study or related activity is not to occur on the Sabbath. We're not to do our own pleasure, right? Well, just maybe some are being too quick in their understanding of these couple of verses. We need to test everything, and to test everything, we need to test it back to the Torah. Why? Because Isaiah is a prophet, and how do we test prophets? We test prophets by using Deuteronomy chapter 13. In Deuteronomy 13, we learn that a true prophet is a prophet that teaches Yahweh's commandments. Anyone that adds to the commandments or takes away from the commandments is considered a false prophet. For more on this, please see the teaching, the Deuteronomy 13 test. We also find such instruction elsewhere in the Torah, Deuteronomy chapter 4. You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it that you may keep the commandments of Yahweh your Elohim that I command you. We see this commandment repeated just before we enter into Deuteronomy 13. Deuteronomy chapter 12. Everything that I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to it or take from it. It is not a coincidence that this commandment is being repeated just before we enter into the context of Deuteronomy 13. As Deuteronomy 13 concludes, no true prophet from Yahweh will add to or take away from his Torah. That being said, we must test Isaiah to the very same criteria. Isaiah must go through the Deuteronomy 13 test. What are the instructions surrounding the Sabbath in the Torah? How do we keep the Sabbath holy or set apart? They are fairly simple, right? Do not work on the Sabbath. You rest. Do not have any of your servants work on the Sabbath. They rest. Do not have any of your livestock work on the Sabbath. They also rest. So, in summary, the seventh day is all about no work. Just rest, right? That is how our Creator set the day apart. And thus, that is the very definition and example of how we are to set that day apart. Genesis chapter 2. So Elohim blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So where in the Torah do we find any instruction to not do our own pleasure? Well, actually, nowhere. So then, what is Isaiah talking about? He is not a false prophet, so how does this all make sense? 
Isaiah 58, if you turn back your foot from this Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call this Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of Yahweh honorable. The English Standard Version, for example at BibleGateway.com, makes a footnote that the word for pleasure may be best understood as business. This would mean that we're not to do our own business on the Sabbath day. Usually, or the way it is supposed to be, your business is something such as a trade or a skill that you have, that you are good at and you love to do it, and it also provides you income. Often today, that is not so much the case. In fact, most people today take vacations from their job just to get away from it. The JPS Tanakh interprets the Hebrew word in the same way. Isaiah 58:13, If thou turn away thy foot because of the Sabbath, from pursuing thy business on my holy day, and call this Sabbath a delight, and the holy of Yahweh honorable, and shalt honor it, not doing thy wanted ways, nor pursuing thy business, nor speaking thereof. In biblical times, you would do a job that you loved, and you would not want to take a vacation from it. It is a completely different perspective. Your business gave you pleasure. It was what you loved to do day in and day out. Does that make sense in the context? Actually, it does. Let's read the prior verses. Verse 3. Why have we fasted, and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves, and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast you seek your own pleasure, and oppress all of your workers. Once again, the JPS Tanakh provides the better translation of business instead of pleasure. Wherefore have we fasted, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast ye pursue your business, and exact all your labors. You can see here that people were fasting for Yahweh, but missing the point as they were still working and causing their employees to work. If this was done on the Sabbath, that would be oppressing the workers, because on that day, they are supposed to have rest, and we are too. When you force someone to work on a day that they are supposed to have rest, that is oppression and bondage. To explain the context a little more, we need to reveal something. With the exception of the repeating Seventh-day Sabbath, for whatever reason, the Day of Atonement is the only biblical holiday called an actual Sabbath. There are possible reasons for this that are reserved for another teaching. But the other holidays are called rest days, but they're not actually called Sabbaths according to the Torah. That may or may not mean anything. Leviticus 23. Now Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Now in the tenth day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall be for you a time of holy convocation, and you shall afflict yourselves and present a food offering to Yahweh. And you shall not do any work on that very day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement for you before Yahweh your Elohim. For whoever is not afflicted on that very day shall be cut off from his people. And whoever does any work on that very day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall not do any work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict yourselves. On the ninth day of the month, beginning at evening, from evening to evening, you shall keep your Sabbath. What we should know, however, is that this day is a day of affliction, or anah. Anah simply means to afflict yourself. Fasting is the denying of food, which is a form of affliction. However, 
Affliction simply means to humble yourself or to bring yourself low under the authority of another. So when Yah asks us to afflict ourselves, it really means to be like Yeshua and fully obey the Word of God. For more on this, see this teaching is Yom Kippur, a day of fasting. The point is this. God's people began to fast on the Day of Atonement, when Yahweh simply asked for affliction, to obey. And he points out that during your fast, not Yahweh's fast, that they were still disobeying him by causing their servants to work on his day. Likely the Day of Atonement being the Sabbath in context here in Isaiah 58. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast you seek your own pleasure or business and oppress all of your workers. Notice here how own pleasure or really own business is defined. In context, it is defined as literally oppressing all your workers, or more specifically, causing them to work on the Sabbath. Do you see what is going on here? Does this not help bring clarity to the type of pleasure that we are to refrain from in verse 13? If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure or business on my holy day, and call this Sabbath a delight and the holy day of Yahweh honorable. Yahweh then proceeds to explain to them that it is not their fasting that is important on this day. What is important is obedience. What is important is that they bow and humble themselves, obeying the word of God by not working or causing others to work on his set-apart day. Watch how Yahweh brings the focus to humbling oneself and what that means as opposed to just fasting. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to Yahweh? Is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? when you see the naked to cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Nowhere in the Torah does it forbid that we cannot have pleasure on the Sabbath. If Isaiah was saying that in Isaiah 58, he would be adding to the Word of God. So we hope that brings clarity to Isaiah 58. It appears that Isaiah 58 is about the Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur, as a Sabbath his people were not obeying correctly. They were focused on a form of affliction as fasting, instead of a true repentant humbling of affliction Yah calls for us as obedience to His Word. They were breaking the Word of God by causing others to work on His set-apart day, which Yahweh called doing your own pleasure. Doing your own pleasure, then, in context, is limited to just that. Thus, Isaiah is not adding to the Word of God here or taking away from it. It is a shame that some translations confuse this Hebrew word as pleasure when business is more accurate. Many more recent translations correct this error in their footnotes, but sadly, many do not see it. In this case, the JPS Tanakh nails the translation of Isaiah 58. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. 
If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.